No. Why? No. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, but turtles cannot piss through their feet. Welcome to episode three of Dump the Magic Cable. Today we're going to be talking all about work. I'm here with Casey. Hello. And Jack. Hey. Let's get into it. So, yes. who wants to ask a question first? Here's the question. Jack does. Jack. Uh, okay. So, my first question is the probably the obvious one was, you know, if you could, was it, if you could do any job, what would it be, or like what's the best job you've seen, kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, for me, I wasn't too sure which angle to take on this. I mean, there, there are plenty of great jobs, and you know, there's obviously things I want to do, but I think they don't make for great stories, if you know what I mean. So um, instead, I went for a ridiculous but also brilliant job, um, and I came across this pop-up for a um, for a porn website. And the premise is that this guy is a talent scout, or he runs a talent agency. Um, I'm not really sure of the exact terminology, but I think it's largely irrelevant. So anyway, um, these like young and beautiful girls come to this uh, talent agency, uh, wanting a modeling modeling job or something. And then he tells the girl that, um, you know, for him to put them forward, he basically has to, like, do them on camera. <laughs> and um, But the, the twist is that he isn't actually a talent scout. He's just some bloke who's rented some office space. <laughs> oh, I've heard this, yeah. And I just think it's just it's twisted, but it's also hilarious. Yeah, so, that's wrong. I mean, honestly, I, I wouldn't do it myself. I still think it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, fair play to him. Yeah, I mean, I think it's initiatives, you know. Yeah, no, definitely takes initiative. He's obviously got a lot of confidence as well. Yeah. That's quite a long lie to try and keep. (laughs) I like that one. (laughs) What are you, Casey? Um, Well, I I was talking to my mate Vince a while ago, and he he was looking for a job. And he just came on Facebook chat and said, oh, I think I've found a job that might interest you. And I was like, all right. He said, it's in Hertfordshire, though. And I was like, oh, well, I'm probably not going to take it then. He was like, well, it's a tree climber. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and I went on this website, and Hertfordshire County Council were advertising a job called tree climber. <laughs> uh, they didn't really uh, actually expand on it and they just said you'd be assisting a tree surgeon and oh, the okay. pay was right the pay was alright it was like 16 grand but I think I'd just love to be a tree climber we could pay 16, 16 grand a year to climb trees <laughs> that would be good I, I think I could do that yeah no I just I found like the older I've got I've got better at climbing trees, but I've got worse at getting down. Yeah, true that. So I don't think I could do that. Well, but for 16 what, grand. Right? Have a... Sorry, go on, Casey. Because, actually, when you think about it, you've got quite long legs, so uh, you'd think you'd be able to reach down to lower branches. Fuck both of you. <laughs> for anyone who's listening. If he, if he tries to support his body with his torso, it's obviously too short, to, you know. Yeah, that might be it. In kind of suspension, the legs kind of just hang there with no no yeah. support. For anyone listening who doesn't understand what neither Jack or Casey are about, it's an in joke, which is essentially laughing at me because I have long legs. 
Well, no. Like... <laughs> I hate both of you. Anyway, we're going to another episode, but basically. Yeah, that's basically yeah. just. It's all have long legs. And everyone just thinks it's brilliant every time. It is. I hate both of you. Yeah. What's your favourite? What What would be your ideal job then, Jamie? I would love to be a tour manager for a massive rock band. Yeah. Because you like you. No day would be like the same. You get to travel around with like a cool band, um, and you kind of get to be friends with them, but not really. So you wouldn't really feel bad if like one of them OD'd. Which a lot of them tend to, <laughs> but like you still like, hang around with them, have a few drinks, maybe like um, kind of nab some of the spare groupies or whatever, um, and then you've got to be in charge of getting things they want. They always ridiculous requests, like they only want a bowl of blue M and M's and stuff like that. <laughs> but I can just imagine that every day is like a a tour manager. You would have a, a different but equally ridiculous thing. Like we need three ducks and two temper mattresses. Like why? <laughs> just get them. All right. I just think it'd be really good because you just completely you're getting paid just to do utterly random things, and I already do quite a lot of that. So I think it'd pro- probably suit me quite well. But don't yeah. you think there's the whole saying they say, "Oh, you should never meet your heroes," and I think like if you're actually with a like a huge like you know big rock grand, you just think they're a group of arrogant bricks. Yeah, but you don't have to like them. You just have to pretend to be friends with them so you can shag the spare groupies, have a few beers, and then just get the M and M's. I know, but, but you might just be like really you might just great on you after a while so I don't idolise musicians because like you know congratulations you can play a recorder well brilliant yeah that's true <laughs> a recorder it's becoming so mainstream yeah recorder it's the uh, the well known front man instrument mm-hmm. what was your question Casey I believe my question was what is your nightmare interview question alright that was, that was it, wasn't it? It was. I haven't just made that up, have I? No, that's definitely what you said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and to be honest, I think mine would be, what the hell are you doing with your life? I feel like <laughs> I wouldn't really have an answer to that question. <laughs> well, I just say a phrase exactly like that. I as hard as possible to come up with a really funny one for this one, but actually, I think that one scares the hell out of me. <laughs> Yeah, it's really bad. So I haven't actually done much with my life for the last three years, and it's about time I started. So if they if they did ask, I'd be like, well, not a lot. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a good one. That's a... Well, it's quite it's like the extreme version of where do you see yourself in five years? It's what the fuck have you been doing? Yeah, yes, <laughs> sir. <laughs> mm. How would you yeah. answer that, Casey? What would you say if uh, if I asked you that? If you were applying for a position um, to work in a zoo, uh, and I said, so Mr. Dillon, you've been uh, wanting to kind of join our team. You've obviously shown interest. That's what your studies reflect. What have you been doing with your life? Well, sir, I've uh, been attending university on an animal-related course, um, and during my first two years, I actually gained work experience at a zoo, which was pretty awesome. I really enjoyed the work, and I feel that that hands-on approach has really helped me gain some sort of... Yeah, see, I can't really bullshit. I'm, I'm not very good at bullshitting. Uh, the problem. You're going to have to get a lot yeah. better than that if you want a job, mate. <laughs> 
You'd have more time to prepare the ball. The ball yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the idea that that's the only question you're ever going to worry about. That's the only answer you'll ever prepare. Sorry, Jack. With a lot of interview questions, it's just you have to find different ways of saying the same thing. Yeah. And just making yeah. sure you hit all the key words. Yeah. Mm. A verbal exam. Mm. Scary. For me, the worst question to be asked um, is a would you rather question. So as an example, they'd say, would you rather fuck a cat or a dog? <laughs> but like, there's only two ways yeah. of dealing with that question. There are only two ways. It's You could say it's inappropriate and you can either get up or leave uh, or make it clear it's completely inappropriate of them to like answer that question. Um, but that, if you choose that you've got to guess whether or not they've asked you that because they genuinely want to see how you react they either want you to come up with a, a proper answer on the spot and show some initiative in the face of complete you've been completely thrown or they want you just to go no this is wrong I'll, I'm taking a stand and they'll respect your character um, so I think that's the worst you get, just a, a really awful would you rather question has got to be the worst <laughs> thing because so Jamie, would you rather lick a dead seal or French kiss an octopus? That's quite a, quite a, an easy answer uh, to give, actually, because a dead seal, uh, licking a dead seal, definitely, definitely better than uh, kissing an octopus. It's been licking, dead for a month. Dead for a month. Still okay, because a lick doesn't last as long okay? as a kiss. In, in my mind, we're talking hypothetically, uh, a lick doesn't last as long as a kiss. And I get the impression that if I tried to kiss an octopus, it would squirt ink in my face. It probably would. So it has to be a long lick, though. It has to be like you've got a solero or something. <laughs> a dead seal solero. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm still going. The most, the most worrying thing would be if you actually liked kissing an octopus, and then you realised you had some messed up fetish, and you had to go like yeah, stalking actually. around the local for local aquariums. No, I'm definitely, I'm definitely licking the seal on that one. But the, the worst thing is if you get a question like, would you rather fuck a dog or a cat? You try and guess them out and you're trying to think, should I show that I have a strong character and that I don't want to answer it because it's inappropriate? Or am I going to th show good on-the-spot thinking and that I can react to any situation? If you get really unlucky, you just get a really weird person who's interviewing you who genuinely wants to know and is a dog <laughs> person. And if you say cats, you don't get the job. Yeah, I don't think that person me. would be very high up in the organisation. <laughs> I think they might be, Jack. Yeah, they might be. <laughs> Depends where you work. Yeah, that's very true. Pets at home. <laughs> this is Barry. He fucks the dogs. Oh! <laughs> Keeps them in check. Lovely. <laughs> what about you, Jack? Worst thing to be questioned you could possibly be asked? Well, mine is one of those <clears throat> conundrum questions. In a way, where the question is, like, how far are you willing to go to get this job? Because now the problem is, if you say, like, you say, oh, you can either say, oh, I'm not very willing, I'm not willing to go that far, and they'll be like, okay, well, you're not going to get the job. But if you say, oh, you know, like, oh, I'd do anything, then you could be, you could end up doing, you have no idea what you're going to do next. Because hmm. they they could offer you pretty much anything out of the, out of the playbook, and you'd have to do it, otherwise you'd make yourself out to be a liar, and that you're not willing to uh, do anything. So yeah. 
Mm. I mean, I don't, I don't want to go into how weird it could get, but you know, it could, it could get a bit crazy. It could get pretty weird, especially in pets at home. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. That's how Barry got his job. <laughs> he showed promise in the interview process. Yeah, so he's committed to animals. I think I think it'd be difficult if they asked you, um, if you'd sort of betray one of your co-workers to get further in the uh, company. Oh, that is a difficult question. Yeah. Because good. then you, it's either for the good of the company and you or for the, for the sort of what you owe your co-workers in terms of respect and, uh, you know. That is a tough one. Would you betray your co-workers, Casey? I have a feeling I would. I would. I Seriously, I'd get a stab them in the back the first second, first chance I got. Mm. Well, I suppose it depends, it, on, it the depends on the co-worker. Yeah, it depends on the nature of the betrayal as well. And also, uh, yeah, and the job. I'd be wary because, you know, I mean, there are more ways to, like, climb a corporate ladder than just backstabbing people. And, you know, these people could come back to, um, to come back and bite you, you know, if you, like, step on them to get ahead. Yeah, yeah. but most, most, like, interim office politics it is all about just, like, backstabbing and just tripping other people up. So that it's not to make yourself look good, it's just to make other people look worse. So everyone's not. Actually, that's, that's the problem. The problem with people actually being willing to like go behind their co-workers' backs is that it's just so massively unproductive because no one's actually doing any work. They're just trying to make everyone else's work look shit. <laughs> it's literally just like walking around an orchestra and just like dropping apples in trombones just for no reason at all. You should be playing your music and you're just screwing up everyone else. <laughs> What if something worked worked to your favour by accident in the company? It was detrimental to the company, but worked in your favour by accident. Yeah. So, say they paid you too much or something, and no one was going to find out. There was no risk of anyone ever finding out out about that. Would you tell the company or not? I think it for me it would totally depend on how bitter I was about working there. Mm. If I didn't like the job, I'd keep the money. If I liked the job, I'd probably give it back. Yeah, that's a good one. I reckon. If I was disenchanted with the work, I'd be like, no, double pay this month, that's fine. I've earned that. Yeah, fair enough. My question was, what is the worst job in the world? And I'm, I wasn't thinking hypothetically, I was thinking, actually think of a real job. Um, and honestly, the only conclusion I could come to was porn. I honestly believe that is the worst job in the world because you spend like your days. Well, first of all, to get ahead in porn, um, you have to start at like the bottom of the ladder. And, like the bottom of the ladder in an office job is you make a bit of tea, you do a bit of data entry, right? Mm-hmm. In porn, it's a it's a different ball game. You have to start with the really really weird stuff just to like <laughs> make a name for yourself. There was a, a TV program on a while back following a few people um, in British porn. And it was uh, <clears throat> it was showing like what they do on a daily basis and in their job and stuff. And this guy told a story of how he had to uh, shag some granny. Um, oh, God, I've heard this. Backdoor. Uh, and then ended up with a nugget of poo down his japs eye. <laughs> That's like the bottom rung. So you have to do that just to make a name for yourself so you can earn more money to get fucked by strangers which is pretty grim as well. Also, really, really, really uh, embarrassing if you ever want to have children. 
Because um, if you do become a big name porn star, chances are your porn's going to be floating around for quite a long time. Uh, your kid doesn't want to end up on that video. Um, that's not cool. Also, for dating, if you um, were a woman in like up and coming porn and you went like speed dating and someone recognised you, that'd be really awkward. Oh, that would be awkward. That would be horrible. And then, worst of all, is after like many years of work in the industry, you have to realise all it amounts to is that people watch you and then fuck themselves. <laughs> and it is an absolutely awful thing. But that's, that's the worst part of it. All the other bits are awful, but that's definitely the worst thing is when you actually consider what your job is. I think yeah, you've converted me to thinking porn is a bad job. Yeah, because you quite liked the idea of it, didn't you? I did, yeah, but I think I'm converted now. Then my, my work here is done. Yeah. Do you know what mm. I found out about porn the other day? Mm. I was sort of in the same vein as like making a name for yourself and you that name bit floating around on the internet for ages. Mm. I thought like in all these porn videos, like I thought for ages that this guy was in loads of porn and that this guy's name was Gonzo. <laughs> um, I recently found out that Gonzo is actually a type of porn. It's it's means point of view porn. Um, so oh, it's not really? actually just a guy called Gonzo wandering around doing <laughs> all the porn ever. <laughs> oh, he's making a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Paying the bills. Yeah. It's epic. You learn something new every day, don't you? You do, <laughs> I didn't know that. Very good. I like that. What do you reckon, Jack? Worst job in the world? Oh, so I came, I came across my job whilst watching British Eurosport. So, like, you know how in, in motorsport, it's fairly traditional for beautiful girls to stand on the grid or in the pit lane. Yeah. And I'm not sure of the purpose because, you know, they have, like, no brain. But, you know, I'm sure they're pretty harmless as, as it goes. And I think they add glamour to the whole event mm. or something like that. But basically, I was watching some kind of B-class motorbike event in England. And they had, they had the, like, these whole things of models. But obviously, because it's such a, a low operation, they couldn't really buy top product. So basically, they just had like ugly girls with fake boobs and fake tan, and they were just like, like getting rained on next to a band banged up shed in a muddy field, like in the British countryside with the cow kids. And I just thought that like this is this is the best that these models are going to get, and it just made me feel really sad. <laughs> so I think I think for me that's got to be the worst job. Yeah, but I mean I I think when you when all the stuff you said about porn, that's that's pretty bad as well, but. Mm. This one is just like I have a personal grievance against showgirls, which is a potential rant. <laughs> I get really, really angry. I'm offended by them. Why? Um, I think that I think it's sexist, and I don't like it. You don't like them, Steve. I don't. Well, just no. What? <laughs> All right. Okay. Right. I go. I, I ride bikes. I go to quite a lot of different bike shows, and you always have paddock girls or girls dressed in tight uniforms or fucking mini skirts and like pretty much wearing nothing or if they are wearing something it's skin tight and they wander around and they've always like painted their faces on for starters seriously you could stab them in the face and you just hit different levels of foundation no yeah, face it's it's horrible that they're, they're usually really quite unattractive but they are there to get me interested in a product 
if you want to be interested in a product, make a good product. Don't put some tarty bimbo on a motorcycle and expect me to talk to them. It's just, mm-hmm. oh, my, it actually really enrages me. Get away from me. Just because you're not wearing very much doesn't mean I want to talk to you. It should do, but it doesn't. My anger gets in the way, you see. Mm. Can't cope with them. They might be very angry. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I really know what to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> that was the PC version of the rant. I've yeah. done the rant to other people and it's been a lot more rude than that. I'm not a great fan. No, I don't think you should never to wear too much foundation around you. <laughs> <laughs> You're beautiful. Or wear the white the... skin tight clothing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that could be difficult, actually. <laughs> oh, that would be awkward. Um, Casey, worst job. <laughs> See, I've, I've thought about this. I think, you know, on documentaries, when they're talking to a scientist and they uh, show him or her working in the laboratory mm. it's always really late at night and the laboratory is always like pitch black except for one sort of spotlight on that particular scientist <laughs> and, and oh, archaeologists as well like museum curators or something it's, it's always just like pitch black but with one spotlight on this artist, uh, um, archaeologist or scientist or something and you just think oh no Oh no, I wouldn't want to work in those conditions. Well, maybe it's just dark for the, you know, the effect, the side effect of the documentary. I'm sure well, there's more, more light in the yeah. entire building. Yeah, probably, actually. I hadn't thought of that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but if, if there did exist a job of museum curator who has to sit in the dark in the spotlight, <laughs> then I wouldn't want it. That's the worst I job, is dark, is museum curator who can't afford the electricity bill. They don't even have like a lampshade, it's just like one light bulb swinging from like a dodgy road. Well, it's, the, it's always that they're in some sort of scary situation, like a museum with dinosaur bones or some sort of yeah. lab where they're doing tests on bacteria or something. And I just, I, ooh. Are you just, are you just scared of the dark cases? It's okay if you are, no, it's okay. Is it any job in the dark? Yeah, probably. Could you be an owl? I could not be an owl, no. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that, that'd be scary, sitting in trees in the dark. Oh. That would be pretty scary. What you say? Then you've got a nice vantage point if you're in a tree in the dark. You do. You do. So maybe it's worse to be a shrew. Yeah, it'd be worse to be a shrew in the dark than an owl. Yeah, definitely. So it'd be awful being a mole, because moles are blind, aren't they? Yeah. So like you're always underground all the time, you're like digging, you know. And when you find like break the surface, like ah oh, sunlight, and you can't see anything anyway. So that's the point. That's quite depressing, actually. Quite depressing to be a mole. Maybe that's why moles always look sad. I think it is. Because they are. They are. Be- they have very sensitive um, skin and noses, though, and their oh, okay. feet. They they can practically see with their feet and their noses That's as well as long as they're touching it but, I might have yeah. made this up but is there like a type of tortoise that can wee through its feet what no <laughs> I'm pretty sure what that happened have you, have you been playing Spore again Jamie no no, no. <laughs> I swear this is true I don't think I lie how would it do that I don't I think it's got some like footy membrane that just allows piss out but not anything I don't know I'm not a scientist 
No, no, Why do you not. just make stuff up? I'm not. <laughs> no, you make stuff up. <laughs> Maybe I don't. It sounds oh. possible. If you have like um, if you had like a, a salt concentration kind of thing, you know, because obviously the, the urine is going to be salted in the water, so it would actually flow by up osmosis or whatever. It would um. Why would that? Oh, no, no, because no, that, that would just let, that would just that would just mean like salt water would just like flow into them. We're, we're not trying to understand evolution, though, Casey. We're just trying to grasp whether or not it's possible for a tortoise or a turtle to piss out of his feet. And Jack has no, claimed that it is. No, no, I'm saying I think it's not. I'm saying it's not because your I mean, urine's are probably going to be salty than the water surrounding you. Can you have in an inside-out membrane? Can I just point out that mm. reptiles don't urinate in the same way we do anyway? Their, their uric acid comes out as sort of a semi-solid lump of white stuff, like bird poo. Oh, okay. So they poo their piss? Well, when you, when you see bird poo, it's sort of a mixture of white bits and brown bits, isn't it? Yeah. The brown bit is poo, and the white bit is uric acid, which oh. is our... Our piss. You learn something every day. I did not know that. Excellent. So there you go. That's good. Taught us a lesson. I did, didn't I? You did. Two lessons today. Two lessons, mate. Porn and birds. Yeah. Genius. I'm very well read. You. <laughs> yeah, a very strange variety of subjects. <laughs> Right, I think that, that we've been very quick today, haven't we? I think we have. This is quite. We've rattled through this one, but. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that's that's all the questions answered. Do we have a winner this week? I think you may have won, Jamie. Jack? Yeah, probably. No, yeah, I think you probably won. <laughs> I think you were undisputed champion in the uh, worst job round at any rate. It's because <laughs> I gave it some real thought. I really just, I, I went and I did a lot of research. Um, and yeah, it's important to stay committed and just to try and learn what you want to you know, you know. <laughs> Really like porn. Um, so, thank you for listening to episode three of Donald the Magic Cable. Next week, we are going to be talking. What are we going to be talking about next week? Has anyone got any ideas? Mm. Uh, technology? Got broad. Oh, what? sorry. I don't, I no, don't no, know. no. I was saying that in a positive way. It was just the first topic that came into my head. What's the second topic? That's all I've got, actually. Jack, you good for technology? Yeah, I'm good for that. Awesome. All right, next we'll be talking about technology then. See you later.